but I, yeah, think, I think we'll have to we'll have think, to face it up front that we did record this in two segments and uh, this is the second segment but i think we should start with prince because who else to unify the twin cities in time of crisis very true then their deceased uh lord and savior um i tried to choose something that was a little more dynamic than just from you know straight from albums um right so i chose little red corvette uh a live version from 83 so let's see how that sounds This one's for all the fast girls in the house. Guess I should've known the way you parked your car sideways wouldn't last. So you're the kind of person leaves and make it out once, love them and leave it back. Guess I must be done. Should a pocket full of forces, stroking in summer. Thank you. 
Crazy. I, I have a hard time imagining this kind of this kind of music look live. You know, I'm amazed <laughs> people can play these things live because they don't. Yeah, 
I so I've watched a few of the, like uh, New Order's live shows, and a lot of the times, like they're clearly too wasted to like play them properly, and they're like a little bit out of sync and stuff like that. Mm. And the one or two live recordings of this are often kind, oftentimes kind of fucked. But like, <laughs> like I have seen one where they nailed it, and it's like super fun. Yeah, I but, bet. Like the lead singer is not a very good singer either. So like, it's he's much worse live too. <laughs> but. It's 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 funny. It's Always funny to watch, super honestly. drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're probably on coke, honestly. By ah, well, you just finished listening to some New Order songs here. Um, most recently, "Face Up" by New Order, of course, uh, off of "Low Life" from 1985, and before that was "Dreams Never End," the lead song uh, off of "Movement," their New Order's first album after uh, Ian Curtis of Joy Division, um, sadly committed suicide, and uh, left the rest of his band to reform his new order. And then before that, we heard uh, some Prince songs. We had Little Red Corvette first, as I mentioned, a live performance from 83. Um, And after that was Vagina, which um, was originally written uh, for the 1999 album um, that Little Red Corvette appears on, but did not make the final cut because, in fact, that whole box set from 1999 is like full of really awesome songs that it didn't make the cut. Prince just has so many good. I mean, as people are discovering since his death, now that they're releasing some of this music, like just had like a never-ending stream of good shit. Stuff that other artists would be like thrilled to to make. And you know, he's like on Vagina, for instance. He's playing every single song in the studio on that, or every single uh, instrument in that song in the studio. He's playing drums. He's playing bass. He's playing guitar. He's singing. He's literally doing everything, which makes it even more impressive that he can, not only is he like a stunning musician at everything, but he's like able to put that together in the studio, like one thing on top of another without even hearing the rest of the band around him. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, he he was writing music for other people, just like giving stuff away. That's great. Um, He just like, the man was insane. And um, I picked these two because obviously Little Red, Red Corvette, the popular one there. They sort of uh they sort of fit his like developing theme at this point, which was his like persona, um, the like hypersexuality and fluidity, you know, fluidity of gender, fluidity of like ethnicity. Yeah. And uh instead of, you know, burying the lead with some of the sexual stuff, he's he's doing it by just like overtly talking about it. And he's not wasting his time being coy, he's just getting to the point. And I think vagina is a good example of that. Um you know, half boy, half girl, best of both worlds. It's all right there. He's he's a fucking legend, and the it's the Twin Cities could use him right now. I think. Yeah, you know it's crazy because like the you were saying that uh, the song "Vagina" was you know something that wasn't even released. This is something that like like was in his like record, like in his archive and stuff like that. That he didn't feel like he wasn't ready to release it or anything like that. And it's crazy because what, usually when you see artists release. Uh, stuff from their archives and stuff like that. It's like very stripped back. It's like very yeah. Their demos like, like they're messy. Exactly, but these are like fully thin, fleshed fully out formed. Songs. Yeah, yeah. And they're Which and it sounds crazy. like vagina sounds like if I heard it on the radio and like hadn't been told, I would have assumed it was just like from a it was like a successful song from a successful right. Prince album. I mean, it's like he's got the he's got the message there. It's got all the it checks all the boxes. It just didn't make the cut because the album was so fucking good at that. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't didn't get on the one bone i got to pick with him is that he died before we could see him live we moved to minnesota <laughs> in 2015 and then he died that spring yeah. like an asshole <laughs> yeah. come on everybody has a print story except for us now 
It's a terrible true. time to move to Minnesota. If only we'd been born here. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, then I'll talk a bit about my tracks that I picked. Um, New Order is, of course, one of my favorite bands. Um, as I was telling Max, you know, there's so much more than Blue Monday, although Blue Monday does slap. Um, it'll do everything it can. Um, and uh, Dreams Never End is a good example of like a totally different sound from New Order. Um, it was a bigger song. It was the first song and their first single off of uh, Movement, which is their first album that they released as New Order. And in this song, uh, instead of uh, Bernard Sumner, who does the vocals for almost all of New Order's career, uh, we have uh, Peter Hook, Hookie, doing vocals on this in a style much more reminiscent of Ian Curtis's vocal performance um, before he, they switched to Barney's kind of high-pitched, whiny, whatever the hell he does. Uh, he can't really sing either. So it's kind of got a different sound to it, but it's also got a, re it's really, I feel like it's a lot closer to like an Echo in the Bunnymen or like the church or so that kind of like 80s alternative, um, I can't think of the name of the genre at this very point, but like like alternative rock, I guess. It's it's pretty good. Um, and that's definitely a more well-known song, whereas Face Up off of Low Life from 1985 is the last song on that album. And that is an album with like some really well-known uh song so that the perfect kiss is one of their big singles uh love vigilantes uh, face up is the last song on the album and i there's just something about it is like so it's so upbeat and like so driving and so peppy and like it's got some crazy fun like driving synths and cool drum parts and like like synthetic horns all into it it's it's such a banger it's definitely one of my like top five new order songs of all time yeah, that was I never I never heard it before until this uh, until this playlist was created. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to listen to more New Order. Um, this this album Low Life was actually the first um, New Order uh, album I ever bought um, on CD back in high school. So I really listened to it a lot before I was able to branch out to um, I think which is probably the the album which is a lot more well known and more critically acclaimed uh, uh, Power Corruption and Lies, which is a super great album, but. This is the one that like got me into New Order, so it's got a special place in my heart. All right. Noted. Here, we have reached the end of part one. Mobgowski Radio will return next week with You're Hot Then You're Cold, part two. You're yes, then you're no. Thank you for listening. And now, I shall play myself out. Mm -hmm.